as a timely response to chaos. Wednesdays with Wolf is a contemplative podcast for wisdom, featuring thought-provoking conversations between Reverend Gola Wolf Richards and Marie Sola. Well, 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 if it isn't another Wednesday, and if it isn't another Wednesday with Wolf. Hello, Wolf. Hey, Marie. How are you? I am. I am fine. How about yourself? I am doing well. What a beautiful day. Yeah, no kidding, Absolutely right? beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, summer is, summer's coming. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. It, it was the um, weather was so nice today. It just seemed to be um, more hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> seems to put a hopeful cast on everything. Given there's so much that is so sad, it did feel very good to have this type of day. Yeah, totally. I, you know, we have gray days like one upon the other. I am just. It really gets to me, mm-hmm. and I tend to be a happy-go-lucky kind of girl, but. I got to tell you, I am so much more productive in the sunshine. It feels wonderful. Yeah. It feels wonderful. Yeah. So what do you have in line for us to talk about today? Well, well, I think we should talk about UFOs. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's not what I have in line, but I do just want to comment that Mm -hmm. there has been all these pictures in the news lately of these Supposed like UFOs that, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, na- that that the government has from the Navy and they're going to be looking into it. And so I have one UFO question for you and then I'll get serious. But sure. No, 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 no. That's serious. OK, so if you think about it and you stretch your mind a little bit other than, you know, the obvious what you can see that's obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, in my mind, it stands to reason that we are not the only living creatures with rational thought or sometimes rational thought in the universe, in the whole of the universe. Yes. So I'm just thinking, let's say those are UFOs. Mm -hmm. And let's say there are creatures, creatures, people like creatures, thinking, thoughtful creatures. Intelligent beings. Intelligent beings, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, That all look like Brad Pitt on those spaceships. (laughs) 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 or wherever it is you want them to look like. Um, Do you think they're contemplative and do you think they'll listen to Wednesdays with Wolf? And then therefore, do you think they'll try to beam us up in their spaceship and give us a ride? I tell you, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go up any spaceship. So therefore, were it to be that they heard the show, I hope they enjoy it. I hope they can translate it and enjoy it. But no, I'll stay right here. Thank you very much. I don't want to go forever. I just want like a ride. You know, like you go for a ride on somebody's Harley. I want, I want, I want to ride on their spaceship. <laughs> but actually, that that wasn't that isn't what I have lined up. But it is kind of a segue into what I would like to discuss because mm-hmm. you know it's planetary. Okay, and we have talked a lot about how we relate with ourselves and one another in relationship with one mm-hmm. another do one to others as you as you'd like as you would like them to do one to you and we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about that in the past podcasts and the way we react as humans to um to to one another mm-hmm. however wolf what we have not yet touched upon is 
our ethical responsibility to the planet okay. and how we are in relationship to the planet. Mm-hmm. Because we talk a lot about nature and how nature is balanced and how we can learn from nature, but like, what are we doing to Mother Earth? Mm-hmm. So I would like to discuss that, Wolf. Yeah, I, I think that's a good topic, Murray. Remember at one point in one of our conversations, we were talking about the uh, tendency to otherize, right? Other people, right? To uh, make them in some sense or another not identified with us so that we are uh, capable then, right? Of mistreating them because we have verminized them, right? Uh, another way of talking about otherizing, making someone not the same as we are. Think about that and then transfer that over to the idea of the environment where we have made it to be stuff. And so, therefore, we don't confer any sense of humanity and a sense of feeling and the uh, uh, idea of identifying with other animals as being sentient beings, able to feel pain. Um, And so, therefore, it is true that over time we have developed an insensitivity, right, for not only the animals, but for the planet in terms of how it functions as a whole. That same thing happens for us in terms of other arenas where we don't have knowledge. We take in foods that aren't good for us because we don't have an understanding until we do develop a, an understanding of how it, what is good, what is not good, and then learn to take responsibility for changing our habits. We regularly mistreat anything that we don't have an idea of how it works. We don't have an understanding right for it. And so therefore that does happen with the environment at large. To learn to feel right for other than oneself, to not be self-centered, right, is an accomplishment that is a part of the process of becoming a mature human being. So in the context of my home, If I learn, have learned to treat others in the way that I would like to be treated, we could say in a very um, symbolic way and practical, but symbolic, that I am holistic. I am learning to confer feeling for others that I know I require in order to have a good day myself. When I learn to think about the environment as being um, where I gain my humanity from, that I have inherited this wherewithal, right, to be compassionate from the earth. And that's not an assumption we generally make. We think that compassion is something that's distinctly oriented to what it means to be human and not something that's conferred from the universe, right? And um, that the roots of the connectedness, right, that we see in the environment, right, relate to how we have potentials for connectedness by means of our choices and personalities. So one of the key features with regard to us learning to be different, to uh, increase our humanity, is focus. And since our earliest education, generally speaking, unfortunately, it's not focused, right, on how we relate to others and the environment. Not focused on that. Um, We become poor at it. And consequently, we have deficiencies in how we relate to other people and to the planet at large. Nowadays, it's becoming more common for people to understand that the environment is a part of your body. 
It is not something apart from your body. And in the same way that we're learning to eat better, right, we're learning that we have to treat, right, our body, and in a sense I'm meaning the earth, right, as one other aspect of oneself, that it is not distant from you, it is how you have existence at all. So gradually we're getting there, um, but very gradual. The idea that I um, have talked about previously is that when we speak of con- the environment, climate, we should also think about the climate of consciousness, uh, to use that in, in, a, in a manner that suggests that if I don't have a good balanced status with regard to the climate in my personality, climate of consciousness, that is, right, then I'm going to confer to the environment that's otherwise seen as being outside the disorder that is coming from within. So the storms, even if I don't understand myself to have stormy potentials, most people don't, I can be having um, nightmarish effects. We collectively can on the environment predicated on the fact that the climate of our consciousness, right, is not good weather. That's that's fascinating, Wolf, because really we've talked a lot about if you don't want war, you have to fight the war within yourself. If you True. don't, you know, if you want peace, you have to find the peace within yourself or resolve the conflict within yourself before you can bring it outside of yourself. And, and you know, it wasn't lost on me that, that you just said, we have to think about the climate of our consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what it sounds like is really at the end of the day is it's, it's about, it's about learning how not to be self-centered true, and to put everything around yourself. Because I, I find that it's really interesting um, because there's so many things that kind of play into how we treat the planet, right? So we have global warming, we have, <clears throat> we have overuse of resources, we have, you know, farming practices that we could do better. There's all kinds of different things, right, that mm-hmm. play into this litter recycling. And it's interesting to me, or at least in from the way it seems to me, is that oftentimes, you know, there, there's a big debate about global warming and it becomes really political because it gets into, you know, all this other stuff. But where there are people that just hands down do not want to believe in global warming or that mm-hmm. it's man-made, right? That it That it's man-made. And the way I understand it, from, you know, living with somebody who's very environmentally aware and studied it is that it's not that the planet wouldn't be warming. It's just that we're exacerbating the rate of the way it's warming. And and so, but it seems to me that, and I want to be careful how I say this because it's not, it's not a judgment. It's probably maybe going to come out a little bit like that. And I really try to avoid that. It seems to me though, a lot of times that not believing in global warming becomes either out of convenience, so you don't have to think about some changes that mm-hmm. might need to be made, okay. or it just becomes so ingrained in a political uh, diatribe and conversation that people are just going to dig in because that's the side they believe in. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um, it's uh, important to take note that uh, anything, uh, all of our experiences 
influence us in one way or another. And there's an interface between our perspectives, right, are always influencing right, the environment. So if you take for granted that sometimes um, in our lives we will have been unintentionally, inadvertently, and therefore innocently ignorant. And that can become a habit. So that if I have factors that condition in my tendency to be ignorant of, and there, there are iterations of that term ignorant to say insensitive to, right? Not, not aware, insensitive. Um, if that becomes a conditioned attitude on my part, it's very hard to break habits. We see that in every direction with regard to uh, weight, uh, cigarette smoking, chemicals, um, uh, divisiveness in many forms, habits that are hard to break. So if we look in summary and say then we live on a planet, but we have not educated ourselves to be aware of conditioning in positive traditions that fit within the larger context. And that means that if we're not doing that, then we are cultivating inadvertently. We didn't intend it. We're cultivating the opposite of those po positive tendencies. So it becomes easy to have um, adages like out of sight, out of mind. So the, on average, people are living with uh, the earth being, in terms of it being an integrated community uh, with its life, dependent upon the biosphere, that is, dependent upon our behavior, affected by our behavior, seriously affected by our behavior. And, but we can have an out-of-sight, out-of-mind status. And therefore, no matter how much wrong we're doing, it still is predicated on the fact that we've been disabled by habit. Our traditions have geared us to, by habit, not include uh, sensitivity right, for the environment at large. Shifting that around, um, I like to think that where there are people, because there are, they're wonderful human beings who are waking up and, and performing well and have been doing this throughout history. To be a part of that small group that I would say developmentally is represents a spearhead or right, an avant-garde in terms of the evolution of what our potentials are. We are potentially able to be so mature that we fit correctly within the Earth's environment at large. We're potentially that capable of being wise um, and healthy. But it has to start somewhere. So one part of our sympathy in terms of the environment, right? There are trees out there for me to care about. There's water out there for me to care about. And there's ignorance out there for me to care about. So if I'm going to be completely environmental, I have to have as much compassion and concern for the way humans are susceptible, right? To having thought traditions that become habits that could hurt the earth. I still must maintain compassion for how that can happen. There but for fortune go I, if you would. Uh, and that, my, to my mind, constitutes the fullest environment. I have to take into account um, the detrimental effects and have compassion for them and teach in that direction, beginning with teaching myself, constantly maintaining an attitude of balance so that I don't become full of myself in terms of being a progressive positively oriented person and therefore set up another um, juncture whereby I'm in a divisive state with regard to the environment at large, meaning other human beings who aren't like me.
Yeah, and that's that's a really good point too, Wolf, because it can be, um, you know, for the other side of the coin, people can be extremely condescending, mm-hmm. um, uh, even if they, because they feel that they're right minded, right? And and it doesn't. That's a like as you really were alluding to. That's another way of being divisive, you know, yeah. um, because who wants to listen to somebody that's telling them they're stupid? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, if mm-hmm. you think about it, and it's funny because I see kind of a mixed bag where um, there are some things that people can get on board with kind of everybody like recycling. Most people don't have an issue here. And I'm talking about the States. I mean, I've been to places where they don't recycle because there's no infrastructure for it. And that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. But um, here in the, you know, in the States, most people will recycle even if they don't maybe buy into man-made global warming. So it's it's really interesting to see the um the dichotomy in that as well. And it and I, you know, I yeah, it's it's a mind bend, but we we can't just be woefully ignorant about and about what is going on around us. And I'm not talking about ignorant whether or not you believe in global warming, but just like how you, how can you, we can't miss what's happening to the earth mm-hmm. and, yeah. and ignore it just because it it's easier, like, you know, um, burying our heads in the sand because, yeah, you know, a lot of what we're seeing now is, you know, famines and displaced people and flooding and these huge storms. I mean, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it affects all of us. It's interesting, Marie. It, it definitely does do uh, that. It affects all of us. And the complexities, right, that um, if we stop and look at all the complexities that are ill-affecting civilization, ill-affecting the biosphere, and then relate that complexity, because there is this reciprocity in the universe, this up is related to down, left is related to right, right, hot is related to cold. And so if we think that the complexities are related to something that's elegantly simple, that in our personalities, we do better, we do healthy, tend toward healthy, if we uh, confer compassion, right, to those that are around us, right, to the environment that surrounds us. Uh, Out of sight, out of mind means I may not care, right, and that becomes a habit. So it seems that one part of the problem, elegantly simple, is that we are not teaching that the importance of human character, human, the dynamics of character. We don't focus on the biggest, most important job that you can do, right? Is to have character that is um, commensurate with, by that meaning it works in tandem with, positively works with the environment around you, right? So we learn that from focusing on the way nature operates, right? And the term we use, balance, right, in nature. So if I learn that that balance outside is also uh, something that can be ill-affected by something inside, the lack of balance inside. So if you have the proper education, it's cultivated first. Type of education isn't um, abstract. It's not like this conversation you and I are having. It's how one is treated, 
right, from a baby, right? So my first lessons in compassion are going to come from compassionate people around me. That's an inclination then. Again, an inclination begins there in terms of returning what I'm given, right, to care for the environment. So if parents also know, I love you by also introducing you to attitudes um, of compassion being demonstrated to the child, that I do eat this because it's good for me. I don't eat that uh, because it's not. I eat this way because it shows compassion, respect for the earth, right, for the soil, right? I don't eat that way because it does not show that compassion. So to have that focus, to have a holistic dynamic going on in my perspective with regard to everything, to examine everything, right, with that type of concern, right, to have some balance, some elevation of human development going on in whatever I choose to do. That seems to be what's lacking, right, as a generalized tendency. And so, therefore, we have these general ill effects on the environment. Um, the uh, ecological environment, as we uh, think of it uh, commonly, but it's also in terms of our social environment. It's all um, expressions, iterations of the same thing, right? A tendency to be, uh, unfortunately, right, ill-developed um, perspectives um, have a great power in terms of the damages we see all around us. Yeah, and and it's really, I mean, it, it is being, um, as you said, conscious of it. You know, thinking compassionately mm-hmm. about everything, including the Earth and everything on it, the planet and everything on it. And you know, I am by no stretch of the imagination like a hundred percent Earth guru goddess by any chance. I mean, I eat meat. Now I try to eat meat that's, you know, not from the big slaughterhouses and, you know, free range and ethically sourced and not creating uh, two more environmental issues. However, uh, you know, I still eat meat. And then I have to think about the compassion to the animals. And I'm, mm-hmm. I I think I'm going down in flames on that one. I'm trying. <laughs> but I I'm Italian. I can't do a tofu meatball. I could. I could. But anyway, I mean, but there's a lot that goes into it. It's more than just whether or not you believe in global warming or whether or not you donate to that or whether you get a high, you know, there's all these little things. It's like, you know, what kind of a car do you drive? How much, um, you know, how much damage is that doing? Can you afford to get a hybrid? Can you afford to eat organically? Like there's all these things that come into it, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, but I guess... I guess the the first step is to be aware, yeah. right? To be aware and to to start doing, moving things in the right direction individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting. If we say that the, um, if we, and simplistically, but could be profoundly, if we say there's a deficiency with regard to compassion, and so we'd um, say, if we use that as a simple but profound way of looking, what is the basis of all of our problems, right? There's deficient compassion uh, so that we don't love our neighbors as we would have our neighbors to love us, right? That a deficiency. Uh, the 
planetary situation, how we treat the planet, right? There's a deficiency of compassion, right, for the life of the um, um, animals that live in the sea, for the animals that live in the forest, right? There's a lack of, of compassion. And that to cultivate sufficient compassion so that we live healthfully, right, sanely, morally, right, in the world, that's not the focus of common education. So let's go to discussing common education. Influence, the, 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 use that term, influence. Anything that influences us has a potential to be understood as a form of education, good or bad, right? We're influenced by it. So at this crisis time in history, if it were to be, right, that you find anyone attempting to influence themselves, right? First, start with yourself to influence yourself to be better suited, better a better fit within our times, right? That's critical. To my mind, that is channeling the integrated creative tendency that exists in the universe. More of that is what we need, right? Uh, the most important part to take account of is how we as individuals uh, take responsibility for ourselves in doing that. When you were speaking about uh, things that, in a certain sense, might be considered deficiencies, I heard something uh, that occurred to me to be most important, and that was that you were trying. Um, I, there was an old song I grew up hearing, and it was, nothing beats a failure but a try. And I consider that to be a truth, that if someone sincerely tries, because you can have resistance predicated on habits that we have, traditions around us. And so it can become um, quite difficult, quite a challenge to make changes in certain arenas. Um, hard to give up sweets, the challenge that's involved in that. Uh, um, and we know it's rooted in part in terms of infantile tendencies to prefer sweet, right, as a taste. So whatever challenges we're facing, if in fact we're trying we need not dismiss that as being ineffectual because that is, to my mind, a great example of global, not only global, universal creativity. So to try, to sincerely try is definitely majestic. Um, if we are um, saying that we're trying, you would definitely want that to be um, tied up with, or rather, right, connected to, right? New knowledge. If I'm going to change in a direction, I need to inform myself better about why I should change, what value will come from that change. So if my trying, right, uh, becomes higher quality, it will be that I will read, learn, listen, somehow or another, right, such that my effort becomes supported by new knowledge, right, new emotional support. Uh, from somewhere. Well, I, I have to confess, I haven't tried with the meatballs. I'm flawed in that department. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there, Marie. I may be just flawed forever in that department. <laughs> You'll get there. You know, Wolf, what's, what seems to be coming up as a common thread here, too, and, I, and I'm curious when we're just talking about how we treat the planet. So we've talked a lot about how when you start to cultivate your personality, mm -hmm. it does have impact on the people 
around us. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's in huge ways or little ways, it does make a difference. So I'm hearing you say, Wolf, that that also will have impact on the planet as well as the the uh, the homo sapiens that live on the planet. Absolutely. Where, as we, even if we're not out, um, you know, in huge uh, ways doing something about the environment that, you know, we're going to win a prize for or what have you. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that every time we work at becoming more sage, more mature. Yes. In any um, form. In any form, it impacts everything, not just people around us, but that the nature, animals, earth, everything. Absolutely. Okay. So it's really quite right. Yeah. So it's really, it's really kind of, we're saying the same thing, whether we're talking about uh, issues with society or issues with the planet or, you know, issues with nature, any of that, because you, you said um, that we have a deficiency in compassion, right? Mm -hmm. So if we start to um, work on that, it, impacts everything around us. It does indeed. And again, um, when we think outside of um, um, the common ways in which we limit our understanding of how the universe works, uh, great value in, in, um, in uh, the human experience is that we can be symbolic. And by using symbols, we can um, grasp the universe. Otherwise, we would never be able to grasp the universe except for symbolism. So we can note that if I am a caring person, I would be, uh, in a certain sense, then symbolic of how the earth functions, that it carries all kinds of uh, life, takes care of all kinds of life. Wouldn't that be wonderful for me to say that I care as Mother Earth does then, right, by means of in, me intending to show respect for, to confer majesty on the earth and say, um, you are worthy of me studying. You are worthy, right, of me learning to live in accord, right, with all that you, Earth, right, have done, such that I exist such that I can learn my potentials for um, equanimity, right? For balance, right? Is there harmony? All of those terms that we could um, bring out to suggest that I can have the quality of maturity in me that says that I am worthy, right? Of all that I'm given. So my uh, feeling right now is that Our advances are so wonderful and will always be. But that's based on the fact that creativity is never static in one particular form, just as the earth does its caring, does its giving in all kinds of forms that ultimately are integrated. So the creative efforts of somebody who's um, dealing with race, does that have an impact on the environment? I say yes. The creative efforts of someone who's dealing with um, sexual issues and um, bias over there, does that have an impact on the, on the planet at large? I say yes. 
So the dynamics of creativity are going to come out in many different forms. A child who's learning to play well um, with other children, does that have an effect on the history of consciousness as we try to move forward toward a a sustainable um, civilization? I say yes. So if I were to think that everyone must behave as I do, where I am developmentally, where I find myself at this point, or otherwise you're not doing the creative progressive thing, then that would me be demonstrating uh, some profound ignorance. Yeah, that would be lack of compassion. Lack of compassion, a lack of understanding that yeah. uh, there are many, many things that have to go on in order for this one event of me being here right now. There are trillions of operations going on, right, that allow for me to be. So if I don't take account of the fact that variances, right, can be um, nonetheless vehicles for the same creativity throughout the universe, and all kinds of variances would be applicable or be um, means whereby that creativity is done. So less judgmental and more focused on being um, the best me that I can be, Mm -hmm. um, that would be a good expression of compassion, right? Less oriented to um, deride other people and more interested in elevating myself. Yeah, so exactly. And, and, you know, the more you practice it, the easier it gets, to be honest, like, because I am, I am by no means like perf- perfect on anything. Oh, um, yes, Marie. But <laughs> <laughs> I can I get my work cut out for me, <laughs> but it, it gets easier. Mm-hmm the more it becomes a new habit. Yes, it does. Practice right? it makes becomes perfect. It becomes a new habit. And it's, and I, I, I don't want to say it, it's not like it's rote it, because it does take thought and it does take some emotion and feeling, but it, 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 you know, and maybe it's just because I'm older now, but it's, it's the more you do it, the easier it is to do it, to just avoid the conflict, to avoid the judgment, to avoid you know, all of that. And, and because words matter and the way you say things to people matter and the, the tone that you say things to people matter, all of that matters, the way that you approach other people. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, when somebody is overly judgmental or just like, it's, it's really, um, it's annoying. It's interesting. (laughs) True. And, And even when we are, um, quote unquote, um, alone. Uh, so if I understand that um, in terms of spirituality and the operation of principles, right, I like to draw a relationship between those two concepts. We speak of principles, right, which have no form but give form to everything. And spirituality, I think it's important to, to pair those two terms up. So in terms of the principles, right, that are operant in my personality when I'm all by myself. It's important for me to understand that I'm still effective all by myself. I'm still a dynamic, effective agency of change on the planet all by myself. And so the quality of thought that I have, I want to pay attention, right, to am I thinking in ways that support, right, human development and confer enough compassion, understanding for there but for fortune go I, that someone's 
relative ignorance is a natural condition that happens. Natural condition. And though I may not enjoy, and I definitely don't, right? When riding along the roads or walking, I don't like litter, right? Um, Definitely not. And I look and I think, what a test for me in terms of compassion. Because I would think, one could, if I make the mistake, everyone's at the same state and we understand this is to foul up the planet, right? With throwing litter out of your car. Here's this beautiful environment. Why in the heck would anyone throw litter out? Well, obviously, they're not conceiving in the way that I do. Is it possible to conceive other than the way that I do? Yes. Is it also possible that conceptions right, become habitual? Yes. So are there many people, given the fact that we do not, those of us who are in positions to lead, have very much largely not thought that the primary thing to do right, is to teach people how to be the best persons that they can be. Our education is not oriented that way. It goes the best, most accomplished at making money, the best, most accomplished at this, that, or the other, but not about being the best person you can be. That's relegated to being much more like a Hallmark card thing, hmm. right? Be, be really good at, at, at sending pretty words, but don't actualize them. Yeah. So um, I think that by looking and seeing what's at fault, right? There's not concentrated attention at cultivating ourselves as individuals. So, huh, then I do want regulations. I want everything that encourages somebody. Uh, if fines are encouragements for people not throwing stuff out of their cars, wonderful. If technology says the car can now report whether you've been throwing trash out the window, wonderful, right? Um, because I know that there's that level where someone will need um, uh, that sort of um, encouragement, right? In- incentive, right? For In other cases, right? To do the right thing. Many people recycle because of the money they get back, right, for turning in those bottles, right? I would need an incentive to turn in the bottle. My incentive would be uh, something else. I have to accept that start anywhere. So that human experience that starts somewhere down, not in a particularly integrated way with the environment, not very evolved, that's legitimate. And until we have education, and that would include the idea of general ideas for cultivating yourself such that we make relationships with people and expose kids right from the beginning to beauty, until that's a standard that our focus is to elevate beauty and human personality, we will have these other things to abide with. And um, I do remember a friend telling me once that um, she was feeling that uh, someone was looking at her in a way that was a, a little invasive, and she told him to evolve, damn it, right? And so <laughs> if that encouraged him to grow, I, well, let's hope so. But uh, the uh, we, we all have some arenas whereby we need to evolve, damn it. I'm just thinking, as you're saying, your friend told him to evolve. I I may have been a little bit more immature than that, <laughs> but I'm learning. It's so, so really, Wolf. And yes, you ma'am. know, pe- people like to say everything is about politics. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to say 
I'm calling bullshit on that. Everything is about compassion and self-cultivation. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Uh, Because that would change the politics. It wouldn't be the same thing. Imagine that. Imagine that. (laughs) Hey, Marie, may I read you a poem? Please do. Thank you. This is called A Good Creed. If any little word of ours can make one life the brighter, if any little song of ours can make one heart the lighter, God help us speak that little word and take our bit of singing and drop it in some lonely veil to set the echoes ringing. If any little love of ours can make one life the sweeter, if any little care of ours can make one step the fleeter, if any little help may ease the burden of another, God give me love and care and strength to help along each other. If any little thought of ours can make one life the stronger, If any cheery smile of ours can make its brightness longer, then let us speak that thought today with tender eyes a-glowing so God may grant some weary one shall reap from our glad sowing. 